0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Let's Talk About Elderly Care. Care Campaign for the Vulnerable is receiving an unprecedented amount of correspondence and calls from families who are not allowed to go in and see loved ones due to the coronavirus. Many of these families have some solace that they can have window visits and regular FaceTime calls to ensure that loved ones are okay. However, there are rising issues with families coming to us saying that they're not regularly updated and many care homes don't understand the emotional fallout, not having these regular updates with loved ones. Today I'm talking to a daughter, Diane. Diane contacted us when she told us, along with many other families, that this is now affecting her mental health. Thank you to Diane for chatting to us today. Hi Diane welcome.
1: Hi.
0: So, Diane, can I ask you why you called Care Campaign for the Vulnerable?
1: I just needed some support and help about how you go about, like, seeing Dad.
0: And tell me a little bit about your father. What does he have? Does he have dementia?
1: He has vascular dementia and Alzheimer's.
0: Must be very hard for you. Yeah. Were you close to your father?
1: Yeah, very.
0: So from him going into a care home, when the lockdown happened, which was March, how often did you see your father?
1: Every day. Sometimes twice a day.
0: So I can only imagine how difficult it is Yeah, with not being able to have regular visits. Yeah. What distresses you the most about not being able to see your father?
1: He's very frail and fragile now. Obviously, I don't know how long my dad's going to be here and I'm scared that my dad's going to pass away and I'm never going to see him again and the acceptance of that. Are you ever going to get over that and believe that he's gone if you've not been able to see him?
0: So we're getting at Care Campaign for the Vulnerable many messages coming into us, very concerning messages and I know that when I spoke to you, it was really the desperation That was quite so sad that you just want to see your father. Yeah. Can I ask you, Diane, what has the care home done to facilitate you being kept up to date?
1: Not a lot. The amount of times like that, you've had to ring them to ask them for an update because we haven't had one for days. The Zoom call once a week, not getting that once a week, even getting in touch with. CQC twice. Bear in mind Dad has only been in that care home since April. I just okay. think that they don't understand. Even though like the desperation they know that we saw Dad every single day. They're not bothered about us as Dad's family, how much we love him. I feel that they've they've let me down a lot.
0: Mm. It sounds that you've gone through a lot on your own as well with your family without any outside support?
1: Yeah, no support. They haven't given us support. Dad had a social worker. Mum were ringing her. She was no good. She didn't help us. CQC didn't help us. You were just the last. I didn't even know what to do. I was just like, what am I going to do? I need to see him. Yeah. Even see him for five minutes and then I'll happen to him at least. I've not seen him since the 26th of July.
0: So you haven't actually seen your father, not even a window visit? No. So when you've spoken, and I'm sure since that time you have spoken to the home, have they shown you any compassion? Have they explained that they're going to do visits or?
1: No. Don't mention it, don't mention it. They don't tell us all. Do you know when they're updating us about Dad? Because sometimes, obviously, Mum gets the update, all right? It's like they're reading it off a script because Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. If they ring us three days on a trot, it's the same thing, saying that Dad is eating his breakfast, his dinner, his tea, but he didn't get up till 12 o'clock. So how's he had his breakfast if he didn't get up till 12 o'clock? And Mm -hmm. the reading off a script, it's like the same thing. We're now on Saturday. Yeah, I had a video call on Wednesday, but Dad were
0: asleep. Well, that's concerning. We haven't heard heard anything else. And was it true that you're concerned about him always sleeping when you see him?
1: Do you know what? To be honest, if he's asleep, he's asleep at least but I would like him once to be awake at least, you know. Even mm-hmm. though he doesn't know who I am and it guts me, he doesn't answer Dad. I have to call him Eric for some response. But he doesn't talk. He's very, like, gobbledygook.
0: Well, with dementia, it's very confused. So your dad's at late stage, is he?
1: Dad's at final stage. I took him to see a Professor Brown.
0: Yeah.
1: And he said Dad were classed as terminal. That was... Maybe two years ago. Okay. But I know you don't ever get better with dementia.
0: No, um, there are stages to it. So when was the last time you saw your dad?
1: Personally.
0: Yeah. When was the last time you saw him?
1: 26th of July.
0: Okay. And when you said to the home about the visits, what sort of response did they give you? Because I know that when I spoke to you, You said that you spoke to somebody in the home and they said about if you didn't like what was happening.
1: That was when I had my breakdown. Same Uh day, she rung. She rung to give us an update on Dad and she was like, Mm -hmm. why do you get stressed out when we don't answer the phone and stuff? Bear in mind, Dad had all just been moved to that care home a few weeks before.
0: So you didn't even know where he'd gone?
1: We knew where he was, but obviously we don't know that care on because we've never no. been inside it. And I was like, because, do you know, I saw my dad every day, but at that was well, the same day I had the breakdown and the ambulance and stuff had to come. And she was very, so, very abrupt. Like, well, if you yeah. don't like it, take him out, but where are you going to take him?
0: So you told me that your mental health is suffering because of this. Can you tell me as much as you feel comfortable to tell me? I think it's important, Diane, because we're receiving many messages from sons, daughters like you who are saying that this is affecting their mental health.
1: I'm trying to keep my mental health because obviously I had a nervous breakdown in April when all this started going on. And obviously. Right mental health got involved. But I have suffered from mental health a long time. But obviously I try to keep it at bay most of the time because I've got ill health and stuff and that doesn't help. Yeah. So when all this mm-hmm. happened with dad, my mental health, the way they was at the care home, didn't help and I think that was a big part of what was going on. So I wrote letters to my mom and my kids. I've got three children that are grown up. I've got grandkids. And if it hadn't been for my friend I don't know what would have happened that day.
0: Diane, are you receiving help right now? Are you receiving support? I'm on some medication.
1: I don't have any support for mental health at the minute, no. Okay. I'm trying my hardest to, like, keep it at bay. Yeah. But the more it goes on with Dad, the harder it's getting. I understand. I just feel like, I feel like I'm letting my, kids down on my grandkids by saying that, oh, what is the point of being here when you can't see someone who you love so much?
0: And you had a very close, loving relationship with your father. Yeah. And I know that you sent a campaign for the vulnerable some lovely photos of you and your father. Yeah. And we have raised this publicly. With your permission and your family's permission. And I'd like to say how brave I think you and many, many families are because you're not alone. We've received many messages since we put it out that I will forward you from supporters who want to make contact. And I think that's really positive that you'll get that support now. What I do want to touch on, Diane is obviously Care Campaign for the Vulnerable, we're doing our Let Loved Ones In, treat a family member as a key worker. Yeah. We, yeah. we so support the Rights for residents. John Campaign. We do support all them, and they're doing incredible work. Mm. Obviously, families are saying that they want to go in and be treated as a key worker. And I know that Helen Watley MP, through our campaign with the Daily Express, was saying that there was some hope here, that that may happen soon. Yeah. What would you say to Helen Whatley, to Matt Hancock, to the government, what would you say as a daughter that's desperate to have visitation rights, even a window visit, um, and those care homes that are choosing not to facilitate these important visits?
1: I just think that people like us, And Dad, even though my dad hasn't got a clue who I am, I feel like I've abandoned him. And the only good thing about this is that Dad probably isn't suffering because he doesn't know me. But that doesn't give the government or anybody else any right to stop people going and seeing the people they love. Every day, my heart breaks a little more every day that I cannot see him you know and how much does my dad actually know you know we went to see him I could send you a photo of my granddaughter who was really close to my dad I could send you a photo my dad doesn't know her but you know my dad put his hand out and I've got the photo for proof my dad put his hand out to try grab her hand and obviously we wasn't allowed there's no contact so I know my dad loved us so much and he loved his grandkids so much. You know, I've got two new granddaughters that dad's just seen them, but they'll never ever know him because we can't take them in there to see him. My dad loved babies and stuff. I've got a new granddaughter, the one where I sent you when I last saw him and she's in the car seat. She's seen him that once, do you know what I mean? My dad will never know her mm-hmm. because we can't take it to see him. Nobody can see him. That care home has not supported any of us. That's me or my mum or my sister or my kids or anyone. That care home has actually been despicable the way they've us. Tw- How are we ever going to form a bond with them if dad makes it through this lockdown? We'll never be able to form yeah. a bond with them because they've, not supported us. They say one thing and then they do the complete opposite. When I ring up and speak to the admin or the manager, do you know what they say? They don't even know what's going on upstairs. They can't do because they say to me, oh, haven't you had a video call? Haven't you had this? Haven't you been getting your updates? I didn't know. When we hadn't had an update for 11 days and stuff. But Wednesday... I had my video call. We're now on Saturday from Wednesday at three o'clock. We've had no contact whatsoever.
0: I do know that many homes that families come to us and many care homes, many providers, they are doing everything they can to facilitate calls, regular updates, and we know that because we're hearing it. But on the other hand, we are hearing very, very similar accounts from people like yourself. Loving families who are telling us that care homes are not doing what they should be doing. We all know they're under pressure. We all know that they're going through a national pandemic, but that shouldn't stop care homes from ensuring valuable updates and to ensure that they have some kind of visitation, albeit window visits or safe visits, allowing visitation. And, you know, my heart bleeds for people like you who are coming to us. And, you know, we are very measured. We are balanced. We know that there's a national pandemic and we know many, many, many carers are doing incredible work. But we also know that many are not doing what they should be doing. I want to ask you, Diane, obviously we've raised this publicly today. And not just you, but other family members have been coming to us saying that they're desperate and their mental health anxiety has really shot up during the the lockdown and lack of visitation. On a lasting note, what would you say to anyone that was listening that was feeling really, really low regarding visitation?
1: Please just try, like, get some help. Because if you don't, you'll end up in a situation where I ended up. That day, when I was really vulnerable, I didn't have anyone to turn to. I didn't know who to turn to because my mum doesn't understand mental health. I was desperate that day. And I mean desperate. And I don't know, that was way back in April. We are now talking November. You know, and I fight demons every single day that I'm not being able to see, Dad. Okay. You have to try and keep it together because if you don't, and if I didn't, you know, I I probably wouldn't be here. I put a brave yeah. face on every single day, I paint a smile on, but inside my heart is literally broken, but you please get some help.
0: Okay. Diane, we're supporting you, Care Campaign for the Vulnerable. We're supporting you and we're supporting many family members like you. I think we're raising this now, this issue of families coming to us, telling us that they're suffering depression and deep anxiety. And I want to thank you for being very brave today and speaking out about not just your own experience but in support of others that may be going through this. Before we end it, because I know that Care Campaign is going to throw our support behind you, what would be the lasting impression that you could say to anyone, the powers to be, to allow safe visitation in care homes? What's the lasting impression you want to say to them? I think,
1: like, even if I saw Dad, it's too cold outside for Dad to come outside now. Is very fragile, but even you know, a window visit is better than nothing than what I'm getting now. You know, why can't we see as loved ones? Why are some care homes letting people do window visits and some care homes not having letting people have any contact that way whatsoever?
0: Well, I agree with that statement, and I know that many care homes are shutting up because of high spikes with COVID and COVID in the home. But we also know we've had correspondents from care homes that have said that, albeit they are allowing and facilitating these visits, regardless of that. And I know so many that are doing it. And it's a huge, huge conflict that we're in when we are receiving messages, family messages from people like yourself, are saying that some homes are just not accommodating these visits at all. And I think until we get government actually saying that one family member can go in and be treated as a key worker, sadly, the guidance is not going to influence some of these care homes. What I would like to say, Diane, is we are supporting you fully. We're raising your issues on our campaign. And I would like to say thank you. Thank Thank you. you.